Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is Podcast 362. I'm going to read an Old Testament passage out of the book of Joshua. I'm going to read the first eight or nine verses, and I want you to follow along and listen very closely because instruction is given by God for success. I'm talking about true success, accomplishing what God had planned for Joshua to do. There was a pathway to do that. Just as there is a pathway for every child of God, every follower of God, every follower of Jesus, God has laid out a pathway. And while we have different alleys and different lanes that we run in, the pathway and how to achieve success is the same. And so it is laid out over and over again in the Word of God. And so see if you can pick up on this. And then I want to speak to you really to my own heart, from my heart to yours about the coming year and what we can do to get on the path to success. And please, please understand the definition of success. The definition of success is knowing God's will, surrendering to that will, doing that will, and accomplishing what God has placed before each of us to do. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Joshua had to move on. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, as I said to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, to the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory." No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law. The law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper, you may succeed, you may be established wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. You will have discernment. You will make good choices. You will succeed. Then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you be strong and of good courage? Do not be afraid nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. 
What an incredible passage of Scripture. Now think about this. God said, I'm going to prosper you wherever you go. That's in verse 7. He said, I am going to give you great success, and I'm going to give you the ability to have discernment, to make the right choices, to do the right thing, and I am going to do all of this based upon you following what I have given you to do. Now, God in his grace never, never gives us something to do that he does not give us the divine endowment and enablement and capability of doing. Yes, it has to be supernaturally aided. Yes, it has to be supernaturally endowed. That is, God has to give us the ability to do what he's asked us to do. God would never, ever, and nor does he, give us the command to do something that he does not give us the supernatural ability to do. But that's the key. We have to do it God's way. We have to do it in the manner in which he is said to do it. We have to do it not by might, not by power, not by capability, but by his spirit. That's what the Lord says. And so the Christian life, you and I are still wrestling with our old Adamic nature as long as we are in this body, as long as we are in this life. We're going to wrestle with sin. And because we are born again doesn't mean that we are sinless, but it does mean that we sin less. We ought to be more and more conformed to the image of Jesus. That's called sanctification. That's called growth. But all of that, that God expects of us, God gives us the energy, the enablement, the supernatural ability to do that as we are controlled by his spirit. This is why he says in Ephesians 5.18, don't be controlled by some substance that you put in your body, but be controlled by the spirit of God. Don't allow something to fill your heart, your mind, your body that's going to control you, but allow my spirit to fill you, to control you. That's what Ephesians 5.18 is all about because it produces then the fruit of God's Spirit in our lives and that enables our obedience in every area of our existence. And so God said, Joshua, I want to tell you how you're going to do this. You're going to meditate upon my word day and night. Now that seems impossible. But what is God talking about here? Well, the word meditate means to mutter, to growl, to groan. It's the idea of rumination. It's the idea of something deep inside of you that over and over again is active inside of you. It's something that expresses itself in low tones of of muttering and and, uh, growling and groaning. It is the same concept of the Spirit of God living in us and struggling to take over every aspect of our thoughts. You see, God wants to control every thought that we have. This is what Paul was talking about in 2 Corinthians in chapter 10 when he said we need to bring every thought captive and obedient. We need to bring every thought captive to the obedience of God himself. God wants to control our lives. 
Interestingly enough, I was following a uh, tweet thread the other day, and it was talking about some believer had talked about surrendering our lives to Christ. And I'm telling you, I don't know whether it was bots. I don't know where it was uh, and where it was coming from because all of these people I have nothing to do with. But I saw what enraged people was that the aspect of giving God control of your life and surrendering yourself to anyone. Now, the odd thing is many of these same people are the ones that surrendered to the government right now and surrendered to false science right now that have surrendered themselves to a lifestyle, surrendered themselves to a particular way of thought and an agenda and a particular narrative. Let me tell you, someone is going to control your thoughts. Now you say, well, no, they're not. I'm going to control them. Well, if you are the center of your thoughts, then you are living a humanistic existence. That means that you are the arbiter of what is right and what's wrong. And so here is God saying to Joshua, I'm going to do all of these things for you, but you have responsibility in this too. You need to understand what I'm saying to you. You need to do whatever you can day and night to stay in my word. Now, many times we associate this with scripture memory. I believe it is far more than scripture memory. Scripture memory is something many times we do, and we cannot recall that after just a few days. I'm not talking about scripture memory. Scripture memory is only a means to an end. It's not an end in itself. Scripture memory is designed so that we might saturate our minds so that we might be able to call up and recall and ruminate on the Word of God. One of the words in the Bible for Meditate is the word to rub, to create a path, to walk on something over and over again, to rub something until it becomes a groove or a pattern. That word is the word where we get our word habit. It's the concept of doing things so much or doing something or believing something so long that it becomes a part of a lifestyle. And a lifestyle or habit, if you continue to do that long enough, it becomes part of your character. Now, that's what I am going to be centering in on 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 The Way podcast over the entire year of 2022. And I'll be talking to you more about that in the next few days. But please hang with me here. God wants to saturate your life so that he can control you because he knows what's best for you. His thoughts are high and above our thoughts. And he says, I want you to begin to think my thoughts. His thoughts are greater than ours. But the Bible says we can have the mind of Christ. And what that means is not that we're going to become divine. That means that God will place within us things that are supernatural in vision, supernatural that are above this earthly existence we have. This is why the Apostle Paul said, set your affection. Set your desires on things above, not on things on this earth, but set your affection on things above where Jesus is seated at the right hand of God. In other words, when people say to you, well, that person's so heavenly minded, they're just no earthly good. That's just not true. Now, they may be caught up in false piety and may be uh, condescending in their tone. Uh, I don't know what people really are talking about, except that that's not biblical. What I have seen is people so earthly-minded, so fleshly-minded, so earth-oriented, 
that we are no heavenly good. We are no good for heaven on this earth. You see, this world is not our home. We are pilgrims. We're strangers. We are passing through. And over and over again, confluently, consistently, from Genesis to Revelation, that truth and reality comes to bear in the life of every believer if we're going to be what God wants us to be. And let me just say from a general application of this, this is what astounds me about followers of Jesus that are openly going to church and claiming to follow Jesus. They are literally scared into being paralyzed, not scared to death, but scared to being paralyzed immobilized with fear over COVID and what people are going to think about them. And all of these, this kind of fear, this kind of perspective of thinking that the worst thing that can happen to the child of God is death. Let me just tell you, the worst thing that can happen to the child of God is to miss God in this life. It is to miss God's will for our lives. It is to fail to do what God has saved us to do. It is to live a life that is intimidated by the world and not a life of being courageous and having good courage as God told Joshua to do. You say, but oh, but Joshua was a leader. Joshua was a follower of the one and true and living God, just like you and just like I am. So this excusing away the commonality of your person and saying, well, I'm not this one, I'm not that one. God doesn't expect you to be anything or anyone except who he created you to be. And the only way we're going to be that is if we meditate day and night in the word of God. Now, in the next podcast, I want to talk to you about how to get the word of God off the page into your heart. And how God does that, because God has a way to do that. And it is true in any life, anywhere on earth, in any time period, in any epoch, in any dispensation. It's true. And I want to show you how to form a godly habit. And let's do it together. Those of us who have these habits, they need to be reinforced because then they become a deeper groove, a deeper path within the psyche, within the soul, within the part of us that has will, volition, emotion, and mind, our intelligence. God takes all of these things and if we listen to his spirit through his word, he will conform us. He will mold us, not in the thinking and the mold of the world. No, Paul said, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. This is what I'm talking about. By beginning to think like God thinks, beginning to think God's thoughts. You say, well, how can you do that? Read the word. Read it. Meditate on it, mull it over, over and over again, and saturate your heart and mind with the Spirit of God's Word living in your heart. Well, that's on the way for today. I'm Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.